look what the Lord has done. Amen. I said, look what the Lord has done. Praise God. Healing bodies. Amen. Touching minds. Amen. Amen. Breaking chains. Miracles are not, they're not going to happen. They're happening right now. Right now, tonight. Look at your neighbor and say, there's a miracle here tonight. Now look at your neighbor and tell him, so there's a miracle here tonight. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Some of you don't believe that, but most of you do. Amen. I believe it. I've seen it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. So turn with me to the book of Micah, chapter 6. I'm gonna, I, I was thinking about the last time I preached this message and I'm, I'm thinking it was, I know where, I, I last time I remember it was in uh, Port Orchard, Washington and that would have been that particular time probably about three or four years ago and uh, probably closer to three and uh, hadn't really thought about it. Yesterday, uh, early afternoon, uh, the Lord brought it to my mind and I thought, man, I think, I feel good about that. And then I felt good about it this morning. And that made me feel really good because that meant he wasn't going to change his mind probably on me tonight. And so we went to lunch and I felt good about it at lunch. And and, uh, and then I told my wife and daughter, I said, I think I know I'm going to preach. And uh, they're always on me every time, almost every time we talk on the phone for service. You know what you're going to preach? I ain't got a clue. Nine times out of ten, I, I go to the church service. I ain't really got a clue on what I'm going to preach. And uh, and so it was nice of the Lord to uh, to give me uh, what he did. Micah chapter 7, familiar passage of scripture probably for just about every one of us. Verse number 7. Uh, oh, no, let's go up a little bit. Let's go to verse 2. That's such a good passage of scripture. We're going to go to verse 2. The good man is perished out of the earth. And there is none upright among men. They all lie in wait for blood. They hunt every man his brother with a net that they may do evil with both hands earnestly. The prince asketh and the judge asketh for a reward. And the, that means they could be bribed. And the great man, he uttereth his mischievous desire. So they, they wrap it up. The best of them is as a briar. The most upright is sharper than a thorn hedge. Uh, that's some recommendations. The day of thy watchmen and thy visitation cometh. Now shall be their perplexity. Trust ye not in a friend. Put ye not confidence in a guide. Keep the doors of thy mouth from her that lieth in thy bosom. That means don't even talk to your wife. Some folks may already practice that. You need to. Uh, but anyways, never mind. For the son dishonoreth the father. The daughter riseth up against her mother. The daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. Man's enemies are the men... Of his own house. Therefore, whenever you see a therefore, you always got to look past it, see what it's there for. Therefore, I will look unto, in other words, because of all of this stuff that's going on. I will look unto the Lord. I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. Rejoice not against me, O my enemy. When I fall, I shall arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto me. We love you, Jesus. We thank you for your goodness to us. We ask you to help us. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said amen. Praise the Lord. You may be seated in Jesus' name. I thank the Lord for what he's doing. I thank God for... Wonderful, wonderful touch and responses that have already been made. And now we will see whether or not we want to move forward in those responses with the word of the Lord. Some time ago, my wife ran across it first and she thought I might be interested in it and she was right. She found a, I don't know if it was a website, I don't know if it started out as a newspaper article, it's been a long time. Ago. But there is in Switzerland a museum, and it's called the Museum of Failures. 
and they have a traveling exhibit that goes from museum to museum. They had it at the States, and that's how I found out about it. So it's called the Museum of Failures. Well, that piqued my interest, and so uh, I, I, uh, I, I did a little research on it, and I found out that this museum has, has uh, <clears throat> products of things that are name brand. And it's, and, and yet products that these name brands made that, that didn't, it, they failed. Uh, there was the Harley Davidson perfume. Anyone ever get any Harley Davidson perfume? <laughs> Harley Davidson took a stab at it. Motorcycles wasn't good enough. There was Heinz that made green ketchup. How about that? And Coca-Cola gave a stab at Coca-Cola flavored coffee. It sounded good. I mean, these are, they got money. I'm imagining their, their, uh, their, uh, their marketing team probably didn't last very long after these products. Uh, there was Clear Pepsi. Many of you probably remember Clear Pep- Pepsi thought they was going to, we're going to flood the market. We're going to start a, a new choice. It didn't work out real well. And then probably my favorite, there was many of them on this site, but this one was probably my favorite. Crest toothpaste. Anybody here use Crest? Oh man, Lord bless all you Crest people. You know, they came out with a toothpaste that was lasagna flavored. <laughs> Woo! Probably I'd like to get up in the morning to that. My God. My teeth are clean, but it tastes like I just had me a meal. This ain't mama's lasagna, I promise you that much. The Museum of Failures. Big name products. Big name brands. That made something that it just didn't work out. And it was entered into a museum of failures. The brand hasn't failed, just the product. I said the brand didn't fail. The brand, every one of them brands still exists today. But a product just got messed up. And they said, well, we're not going to use that one. It's, we're going to put it over here in a museum somewhere, but we're going to keep on making what we always knew we could make. We're not going to throw out the baby with the, with the bathwater just because this didn't work. I want to talk, I want to preach to somebody here, uh, about my failure is not my future. I said, my failure is not my future. I may have fallen. I may have messed up. But bless your heart, this brand ain't going to be in no museum of failures. Because greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. There may have been some cheeks in the armor. There may have come something uh, while the master was forming that clay. Uh, but he said, well, uh, we're going to just make the vessel again. I said, we're going to make it again. There's somebody here. There's several. Yeah, it's more than one. And I could, I mean, there's folks here you're already thinking. And, and uh, I just, I just, it's just a simple message. Your failure is not your future. If I didn't believe that, I wouldn't be here right now. I'd be in a museum of failure somewhere. Years ago, somebody preached a message called Trophies of Hell. Amen. That's what hell wants. They they got this little museum. Well, look, they didn't. Demas didn't make it. Judas didn't make it. These others didn't make it. Almost looked that we really don't know what John Mark's problem was, but the Bible said that he quit the work. We don't really know what it was. We don't know if it was sin. We don't know if he just got discouraged. We don't know what it was. But here he is. There's folks. Boy, if I could just be with the Apostle Paul. Boy, I'd, I'd live for God. Oh, no. The Apostle Paul had folks that left him. Uh, he had folks that got discouraged. Uh, he kept on going. But he didn't have time for those that seemed to be a failure. But thank God for a Barnabas uh, that came along and said, Hey, no, no, no. We got too much invested in here. Uh, we're not going to let you slip off somewhere uh, to the failure land. Uh, the product, uh, the brand that's in you uh, means too much. 
Oh, hallelujah. That's why we need times of refreshing uh, to come from the presence of the Lord. Uh, Thank God for what we were just feeling here uh, a few moments ago. Uh, What was it? Uh, That's the brand owner uh, walking in uh, and saying, hey, uh, it may have seemed like it was all washed up. Uh, It may have seemed uh, like that product was about to go over with the failures. Uh, But my God said, no, no, no. I, I got other things to do. I got something else to make. Oh, hallelujah. Colossians chapter 3, verses 9 through 10. It says, a new man is renewed. Renewed in the spirit. Now, you can stay in a failure. You can stay there. But you don't have to. Everybody in this building, at some point in our walks with God, has had to make a decision. I'm going to make sure I ain't going to be a failure. Failing is not meaning I'm a failure. That's just one more way I ain't going to do it. I said, that's just one more way. They, they, they said that about, was it Thomas Edison? I forget how many failures he had. Uh, how many times he tried. They, oh, it ain't going to work. Uh, no, that's just one more way I learned. It ain't going to work. But somewhere in all of this, uh, we're going to find us a way. Uh, it's going to work. Uh, somewhere in all of this, uh, I'm going to have victory. Uh, somewhere in all of this, uh, I'm going to learn the lesson. Uh, but one thing I will not be uh, is a failure. Uh, my failure... Uh, is not my future. Uh, it's a setup uh, for where God wants to take me uh, and help me to begin to do. I understand that none of this is new from probably most of us. But you got to change your perception. I say you. I'm not talking to a individual. I'm talking to all of us. It's easy to get our perceptions One fixated on just us. And what I mean by that is how bad we are. Boy, isn't it the trick of the enemy, Pastor? It don't matter. If you're, if you're really living for God and really trying, He'll just come and tell you you ain't doing enough. Oh, I'm just telling you, there's good, there's, there's good folks. I just, I, why is the truck? You ain't praying enough. You ain't doing enough. And man, I, you're, you're a hip. Let me just tell you something. The devil does not know your thoughts. He's not God. I said, he is not God. Don't think, oh man, this evil thought coming to my mind or whatever. Man, I, I, that's the, that's the devil planting all that. Or, and man, I, I'm a failure. I'm, no, no, no. That's just the world. That's influences coming. It may be something on the inside God's trying to work out, but you ain't a failure. God's trying to work the little lumps out, the imperfections out. Uh, now I gotta make a choice. Uh, do I want to keep them uh, or do I want God uh, to let them out so he can make me again uh, into his image? Uh, so he can continue uh, to have favor with me. Uh, so he can continue uh, to use me for his glory. Uh-huh. So the scripture, scripture lets us know that he would make that vessel again. You don't have to be. You don't have to stay in your failure. So, man, I, I've done it. I've done it more than once. Welcome to the club. I mean, the enemy, the enemy, he, he's slick. I mean, again, he, if, if you're not doing, you're serving God, you're not out sinning, doing all kinds of stuff. Well, you need to do more. You ain't doing enough. Then the guy that's sinning and he's messing up, but he wants to live for God. You'll never be good enough. You might as well throw in the towel. Let me just tell you something. There's only two ways to get to the throne. You're either going to be an accuser of the brethren, like the accuser, or you'll be an intercessor. It's the only two ways to get to the throne. Thank God for people that know what it's like uh, to have been had failures in their life uh, and they see a brother struggling. I'm not saying you are. They see a brother struggling uh, and they go say, man, uh, I'm going to be on the side of my brother. Why? Because I know what it's like too. We're going to make it. We're going to stay on the wheel together. You ain't by yourself. Don't let the enemy isolate you. perceptions that come it's it's kind of like the that teacher you know elder she was her it was her first 
time teaching. She just went through school and all that, you know, and and uh, and so she she got her class, but no one told her that this this was a class of misfits. It was one of them classes that that uh, none of the teachers just tired of doing it. So so they gave it to the rookie, you know, have a good time. And so so that teacher she gets in there and. And she looks at them students that first day, you know, and they got lollipops in their mouth. They're just looking at her, you know, they're talking. And she says, I am so thankful that I'm your teacher. I don't know what I did to deserve the honor to teach this class. And they're all looking at her. What the world are you talking about? And man, this this goes on for a little while. and It's two or three weeks later. It's a month later. And all of a sudden, the first kid brings back the assignment. And she just... Oh, man, what a great job you did. And, and man, she just really builds that kid up. And, and man, pretty soon uh, it's getting towards the end of the school year now and parents are coming in and, and they're thanking that teacher. They got tears around. My kids never learned. They've never done anything like this. And, and man, what in the world? And, and now, now it's, it's time to give accolades to the teachers. And, and man, the, the principal and all of them, you know, you, you, they, they told us, and uh, man, we, we don't know what you did and, 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 and how, how you did all this and and, uh, and and you know after after a while she found out that this was supposed to be a class full of troublemakers and and all that and they said well you know what what you what a great teacher you are and she says well i i don't know what y'all are talking about said you put me in a class of brilliant kids they said brilliant kid we, they got the files they know what their iq they know they got the history well, yeah, said, said Tony over there has got a 162 and Susie, she's got a 263 and, and she goes down and says, what? She said, yeah, she said it's in your files. And they go back in over there together. The principal said, I want to see him. They start looking. He looks down, he looks at her. He looks down again, looks at her. He said, miss, said, uh, I don't know how to tell you this, but that's their locker numbers. But when you walk into a place with a whole different perception, when everybody else, all they saw was failure, you find somebody that walks in and says, oh, I see success. I see what they can be. That's where God found every one of us. When the world said, they're a nothing. They'll never be anything. When the world said, well, they'll never go higher than their parents. Then it's God said, oh, I see them for what they can be. Just let me be positive. Let me give them a little correction. Let it just keep up. Keep on coming to class. Keep on coming to class. And it won't be long before you turn it into homework. And it won't be long before all of a sudden you got a diploma. It won't be long before a family's put together. Children filled with the Holy Ghost. Church is growing. Because God sees us for what we are. What we can be. And not what we are. This is not just some positive type message. You need the Holy Ghost. But people backslide with the Holy Ghost. Oh yes, some of them love sin. We can't discount that. They, they, they just love the world. And that's their but a whole lot of folks, they don't love the world. They do love God. But they, they have problems. They got failures. And the enemy. And God forbid church folks would say, well, they're just a failure. They'll just be up and down. They'll just never. It's kind of like, it's kind of like I may have told the story here. I'll tell again. It's kind of like, uh, I can see his face, his name, my mind, my home church. Uh, and every, every year for at least three years that I knew of, every, the three years in a row, when it came time for car racing, he quit church. He wasn't out cheating on his wife. He wasn't out doing, he had a family, took care of him, worked hard. He wasn't out carousing, doing all kinds of crap. He just wanted to watch the games. 
He was in, he wanted to go to the races. Three years. I happened to be there. And, and, and he would, he would pray through too. He would, he would come at least one of those three years he prayed through. And man, he kind of lasted a little on them, but he was gone. Every, every time races come. Well, can you imagine missing heaven just because you want to go watch cars go around a circle? People are going to miss heaven over that stuff. They're good people. But that means more to them than going to church. And so here, he come one day, had a baby dedication. He and his wife had another baby. And man, pastor preached. I watched the Holy Ghost come on that man. He come, I watched him. He began to shake in the spirit. Boom, he prayed back through. But something was different. If my memory serves me correctly, that was 1998. He is still in church today. He ain't went back somewhere. His failures did not become his future. And he got a hold of something. You say, yeah, but you know, he was lost when he did. Oh, I know it. He knows it too. But somewhere as long as you keep on trying. I come too far to turn around. Where can I go? This is the only place with the words of life. Uh, let me tell you something. Uh, it don't matter if you keep having a hang up somewhere. That's not condoning sin. As long as you continue sin, uh, you're not going to be saved. But if you at least keep coming uh, and you keep trying uh, somewhere, uh, victory's going to come. Uh, and you're going to be able to look back uh, and say, hey, uh, that failure uh, never did become my future. I got all these little things written in my Bible to help me. We are not chosen because we are special. We are special because we've been chosen. Somewhere, every individual here said, God, choose me. And he said, I'll take you. Out of all the family members, of the represented families that are here. It's you and I that are here. They all have, they all have opportunity. Same opportunity. Ain't nobody better. But we're special now. Why? Because He chose us. I wasn't special to begin with, but I've become special. Oh, I, I got, I got flaws in here. Thank God. The longer you live for God, the more, the, the less that you struggle with many things. That's just the truth. I thank God for that. That don't mean I don't struggle with things. And there aren't things, there aren't times that some things that way back on there come back. But they've been so long and removed now, Brother Hilton, that it's almost laughable. If that had come back in the first five or ten years, I'd have been shaking. Oh, God, God, forgive me. Help me, Jesus. Uh, oh, but now when they come, you got to be kidding me. I left that a long time. I ain't falling over that thing again. I, I'm out of here. God bless you. Have a good day. Well, that's the truth. Thank God uh, that the longer you live for God, uh, the more victory you get, uh, the more it drives you. Uh, uh, if I can have victory today, uh, I can have victory tomorrow. Uh, and if I can have victory two days, uh, I can have victory three days. Oh, I fell on the fourth day. Let's just throw in the towel. No, I, I'll get up and I'll have victory on the fifth day. Uh, and I'll have victory on the sixth day. And I'll have victory on the thirtieth day. And I fell down. Uh, well, uh, should I give up? Uh, should I I throw in everything God's done for 30 days. No, I, I get back up and I'll go 31. And I'll go, why? Because greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. My failure is not my future. It's not my future. You don't know how I've tried. You don't know what I've done. 
I've said this many times. I say it all the time. We'll say it many more times. I really don't care. Since I can't forgive you, it don't matter to me what you've done. I can't even forgive myself. I know that's a real popular thing for everybody God forgive themselves. That's not in the book. If you really, if you really, really repent about things and let God give you victory, you, no, you can't forgive yourself. Brother, I mean, I'm just going to tell you. I'd be wrong. There's a place I preach in Southern California. I have preachers right around where I grew up. I, I was, I was, an, I was, an, I was an idiot when I was a kid, young man. Did a lot of stupid stuff. When I stand up to preach in that church, there's folks there that knew me when I was a teenager. They will get up and walk out of the church when I'm preaching. Now, they ain't right, but I know why. And if I was in the flesh, I wouldn't listen to Joe Savala either. I can't do anything about them. But God forgave me. I couldn't forgive myself. If I just went and looked at what they're doing, man, I'd feel such condemnation. I said, I'll just throw in the towel. I don't have any right to to preach. I don't have any right to be doing what God's doing. But I'm sorry, God forgave me. And he that the Son has set free uh, is free indeed. Uh, So I ain't looking for anybody else's forgiveness. uh, And I certainly can't forgive myself. uh, But I got the forgiveness that matters uh, above everything else. Uh, God forgave me. uh, And he said, boy, uh, I'll give you victory uh, over your failure. Let's just love the Lord right now. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. It is, it is an old saying. And some would say it's trite. But it really isn't. Oftentimes what makes what seems to be trite sayings so powerful is that they are so truthful. And so instead of trying to answer the door every time the enemy comes, you really should just send the Lord to answer. And then there are some door knocks you don't need to answer. You know the Bible says there are some things you flee. There are some things you fight. Don't get mixed up in things trying to fight stuff you're supposed to run from. There are some things I'm supposed to run from. And brother, once you get that revelation, I ain't going to try and fight this. I'm out of here. But when I need to fight something, I'll fight that in the spirit. If you're not careful, you'll try to fight things that you're supposed to be running from. And you'll wonder why you end in failure. And you'll try to run from things that you should have fought. Now, I'm almost done. I found this in another book I'm reading. And I thought it was so good, I sent it to my daughter today and sent it to a couple other friends of mine. This is a, you know, there's there's one word, uh, uh, I guess of all the words... I've been around folks that used four-letter words, and uh, <laughs> those don't bother me a whole lot. I used to use most of them, and so, so I know I know some super spiritual. Oh, my, my ears aren't garbage cans. God bless you. Go, you ain't going to win, but go ahead. God bless you. I, I'm not going looking for, but it's funny. I was with I was with the fellow one time, and uh, and so he, uh, he he took me to meet a construction guy. A construction guy. Now construction folks aren't really known for clean language. So he takes me over there. He says, hey, this is, and then they, they introduce me. Uh, you know, this is the evangelist. This is the preacher. And so, and, and these folks, they won't really, they really don't care. And so he's like, hey, I, I just said, my name is Joe. And hey, Joe, how you doing? He's talking to my friend and he, and, and he starts cursing. And my friend, you can see, he just, he starts, just, just the temperature. He looked like a thermometer. And I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of chuckling. 
<laughs> and all of a sudden the guy looks at me, he goes, oh, you're a preacher. I said, don't worry. I said, I've heard them words before. <laughs> they didn't quite know how to take that. And, uh, and so, well, some of you don't know how to take that either right now. I just tell you, I mean, I want a lot of folks listening to them cuss across the table from me and all kinds of stuff. So, well, what about my kids? My daughter's heard them too. She, she heard them. I said, you don't tell. Now, one of the funnest, oh, see, I'm getting sidetracked. This is a lot of fun. See, we, we had her in public school for, for uh, seven years, her first summer. And so she'd come home and, uh, and she'd tell me some things. She, and I told her, now, when I was a kid and raised in church, if I went home and said, hey, mom, what does such and such mean? You'd, I'd, I'd pick my teeth up over there, you know. And so and I said, I ain't doing that to my kid. I said, because they don't know. They got an honest question. We'll talk about it. And so she came over one night and, uh, and she, uh, she said, dad. I said, yeah. She goes, what does this mean? And she gave me the bird. And I almost fell out of my chair laughing. And, uh, and my wife saw there. And uh, I said, honey, I said, um, really? That don't mean nothing. I said, it's just a finger. I said, God gave it to you. I said, but the world's perverted. I said, now, I ain't going to tell you the meaning of what it's supposed to mean. I said, you just trust Dad to carry that knowledge for a while. We'll talk about it later on sometime. Okay, Dad. I said, just don't do that no more. And, uh, and so, see, that's how you handle that. Praise God. I don't know how I got there. Anyways, Lord, I know how I got there. I saw words. Everyone say words. So now that I offended about half of you, um, <clears throat> but I just, just, I, well, no, I'm not going to do that. Anyways, just Lord bless everybody. And so words. And there's one word that to me is worse than almost any curse word. And that's the word can't. I'd rather hear, I'm just telling you, I'd rather hear about any curse word there is than somebody that says can't. I can't do that. I can't serve God. I can't get victory. I can't. Now I'm going to tell you something. I could tell you some stories of stuff that I struggled with in my living for God. That there were times I thought, I don't know if I'll ever get victory over this. I don't know. I, I'll just tell you one of them since I'm here. I, there, my anger. I, I had I had terrible anger. Never hit my wife, but man, I I could yell and and I decorated uh, several places we lived with with uh, uh, holes and stuff. Uh, and 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 she didn't know what she was getting, and I didn't know. I I didn't know. Matter of fact, uh, I thought I had victory over it till we got married, <laughs> and and then that's just truth. But pastor, I was two years into it. We were two years into marriage. And, and it was getting better. It was getting better, but, but it would come so strong. Now I'm teaching Bible. We're teaching Bible studies. We're involved in leadership. Woo, praise God. And every once in a while, and I can take you to the apartment. I can take you to the, to the room. When I was getting ready, to kick the door and a little voice said you don't have to do that and I stopped two years pastor where I would I would do something stupid I'd pray I'd ask my wife to forgive me I'm sorry I'm not doing right would you forgive me uh, two years all of a sudden, because I kept praying, because I said, because I never came up and said, well, I just ain't going to get victory over it. I might as well just accept this is this way. This just, I'm going to tell you, accept it. You're going to end up in a bad place. But as long as you keep fighting, well, what if I fall? I don't care if you fall, get back up. As long as you keep fighting, somewhere, brother, somewhere, sister, uh, there will be victory. Brother, I'm telling you, Brother Hilton, I could take you to that place. Uh, and I, right there, I went from being mad uh, to crying uh, because I realized uh, God gave me victory. For the first time uh, in my life, uh, I heard uh, a voice say, you don't have to do it. Uh, it wasn't any longer just a reflexive response. Uh, it wasn't just a reaction. Uh, but God uh, taught this boy some things uh, just by being faith, my failure. Was it my future? Oh, I just messed up a good message. I can't. I found this little poem. It couldn't be done. There are thousands to tell you it cannot be done. There are thousands to prophesy failure. 
There are thousands to point out to you one by one the dangers that wait to assail you. But just buckle in with a bit of a grin. Just take off your coat and go at it. Just start to sing as you tackle the thing that cannot be done. And you'll do it. I come to tell somebody, don't stay down. Keep on putting one foot in front. But I'm bloody. But I'm dirty. That's all right. Everybody in this room has been there and done that. The only reason why we're here is because the grace of God, we kept getting up. And God gave us victory. Oh, hallelujah. Romans, the eighth chapter. Very familiar passage of scripture. Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. And verse 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long and are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded somewhere you got to get persuaded. Brother Nelson, somewhere I just got persuaded. There's no other options. I ain't going to be perfect. I don't know if I'll ever get where I want to get. But anywhere's better than where I've been. Brother, sister, that's a revelation. Anywhere's better than where I've been. So if one day is better than yesterday, uh, then let me get another day. Uh, And if I fall, I'm still two days ahead of where I was then. Uh, And if I go another way, uh, if I go a week, uh, brother, I'm nine days ahead of where I was. Persuaded. Persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now make no mistake, if you're going to be in love with the Lord, you must be leaving sin. You cannot continue in sin. I ain't got time. I I, I, I pastored folks. And you have too, Pastor. You you see, you know, I mean, they come with a boatload of problems. And you don't see a whole lot on the external that may be happening. But you can see internal things happening. You can see attitudes changing. And it takes a while for everything to change. But oh, you start celebrating. I know, I know. Everybody thinks, well, if I have any sin in my life, then then I'm going to be lost. I don't don't have time to qualify all my remarks right now. But let me just, I, I I just say, I just say this. I had a family coming. Brother, they was beating one another, cussing one another, all kinds of stuff, okay? And they was messed up on the outside with all of that that it entails. There are some folks that they would be more interested in what they're wearing and all of that than they are in not hitting one another no more. Than they are in not going some of the places and looking at some of the things they were looking at. And as I watched God change 
And while everything wasn't changed on the outside after a couple months, the police never came to their house again after they got the Holy Ghost. I mean, from the moment they got the Holy Ghost. You know why? Because things changed on the inside. Say, Brother Savala, were they saved? I'm going to tell you what, I believe they were. As long as they were changing everything they knew to change. They were working on Because none of us in here been perfect. There's things God works on Joseph Allah. There's things over the last couple years. Well, that would make some of you uncomfortable. There's a whole lot of things I never went back to. But man, there's attitudes and spirits. It's like he let them go for 20 years. And all of a sudden, okay, today we're going to deal with this. Whoa! Was I lost? No, I wasn't lost. I was doing everything I could. But there comes a day when the Holy Ghost said, okay, we're going to deal with this now. Now, I'll be lost if I refuse to deal with it. I'll be lost if I don't want to touch it. But when God gets ready to deal with something, that's the mark of whether or not I'm going to be lost. My failure is not my future. My mistakes. I'm just going to tell you, we, we may have had the altar service part of this already. Because right now, what I what I feel right, you got to practice this. You got to practice this. That what I'm preaching right now, it don't come in one church service. A ministration, a a purpose of spirit can come in a church service. That service I mentioned the last time I preached this, I'm, I'm almost certain it was there in Port Orchard, and I didn't know that there was a man. There was a, a man there, a family. Uh, I had seen him, but I didn't know he was he had, he had been back. So that was his first service coming back in in many months, if not a year or longer. And I preached this message, and nobody moved in the church except him. He came. And sobbed and wept. He came and hugged my neck. He said, Brother Savala, thank you. I'm going to live for God. I know they don't, this is his word. I know folks are already, they don't think I'm going to make it. But I'm going to live for God. I said, Brother, if God can do it for me, he can do it for you. That's been two or three years ago. It wasn't long after he first, people knew, people knew he was serious. His wife had served God. But I'm just going to tell you, when wives or husbands, it doesn't matter. But when they serve God in those situations, it drains their spirits. They're, they're, they're faithful to church, but they're just drained. And she was coming. She started coming in. The, that revival went on a few more services. And that guy made three services in a row and blew everybody's mind. And the wife, she came and said, Brother Savala, he's still doing this. But you know what he did? I said, no. He got rid of his His big deal was gaming. He got rid of all of them. I never said nothing. Pastor never said nothing. The wife never said nothing. He just went home. Little changes. He had a hard time smoking pot, but he started cutting back. Three years. I just saw him here not too long ago. I've been in the service, both services, when both of his children got the Holy Ghost. He's an usher now. Got a smile on his face. Mama's playing the piano, talking in tongues. You know why? Because somebody that folks said, even in the church said, oh, there's another failure. Let's see how long he makes it. Uh, this brother got a hold of some determination. He got a hold of something that said, you know what? I I have failed. I I have went back. I I have almost slipped and and not come back. But you know what? I'm going to stick with it this time. I don't know that I can give everything up at once, but I can start here. And as victory comes, it's going to come here. And as victory comes there, it's going to come here. And before it's all done, look what the Lord has done. I feel that here tonight. You make some commitments. 
you become persuaded. Persuaded. That neither death nor life, angels, none of it, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature, shall be able to separate me. But I failed today. That's not separation. That's failure. Folks are married here. Every one of us here, every spouse knows what it's like to disappoint your husband or wife. In the world, they look at disappointment. They just rack it up. It keeps racking up until finally, that's it. You're not making me happy. I'm out of here. Church doesn't do that. At least it shouldn't. You know why? Because as a husband, the Bible says, I got to love my wife as Christ loved me. And you know how Christ loves me? Well, I felt a whole lot. I'm sorry. Let's keep walking. I ain't going to divorce you. I ain't going to leave you, son. If anybody leaves out of this relationship, it's going to be you. Because I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I'll be your comforter. But I failed you. I know. But here I am. Just keep on walking with me. Whatever you do, don't don't leave because I'm not going to leave with you. But I'll keep walking with you as long as you walk with me. I'll stop. I'll pick you up. We're going to keep on walking. Everybody in here. Children have disappointed their parents. We've disappointed one another as leaders. Failures, faults, inadequacies, little hang-ups attitudes. But we didn't throw in the towel. I'm sorry. Would you forgive me? Let's keep walking. Was it not the Lord God? Walking in flesh. When they said, how many times do I forgive? Is it seven? Seventy times seven? Is that what it was? Four hundred and ninety times in a day. The Lord said, that's what you and I are supposed to do. He's not going to have us do something he won't do. I hope somebody gets that. I messed up today. I'm just waiting for you to ask me to forgive this. That's all I'm waiting for. We'll keep on going. I messed up twice today. 490 times. That's my own rule. That's not an excuse for sin. Oh, I don't have time to qualify this. Let's lift the, let's love the Lord. Let's lift our hands. Jesus, we love you. God, it's not by might, not by power, by your spirit, your spirit, God, that is infusing hope and faith and love and righteousness into hearts and spirits today. My, 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 my. I love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. The old song says, I don't feel no ways. He's brought me too far from where I've already started from. Nobody told me that the road would be easy. But I don't believe he brought me this far. <laughs> I don't feel no ways tired. I've come too far from where I've started from. But I've slipped back, but you ain't nowhere near where you was years ago. You're still further today than you were three, four, five, ten years ago. 
so I failed. Your failure doesn't have to be your future. Stand with me all across the building right now. Young people, remember what this preacher said tonight. You're going to fail. I watched you two young girls here for a while while we was praying and singing. God's doing wonderful things in your lives. Y'all are precious girls. But I'm, I'm going to just give you some bad news. First, precious as you are, as much as you love God, y'all going to trip up somewhere. And the enemy would come and say, you might as well just give up. No. God's done too much for me. You young men, you already know this. You're here right now living for God. But condemnation comes and tries to visit you guys every once in a while. You remember what you did? Remember where you've been? Yeah, but look where I am now. You said I'd never come back. You said I could get victory over but I've had victory for two weeks and I've had victory for three months and I keep on in victory. I don't believe he brought me this far to leave us. Every head bowed, every eye closed. No going in and out right now, please. Can we just lift our hands all across the building? Here's what I want everybody to do. Across this building, there are, there's folks that there's been failures recent. More than one. There's others that condemnation still messes with you. Here's what I want you to do while your hands are raised. I want you to begin out loud to tell God how thankful you are for how far he's brought you. That's all I want you to do. I want you to begin to thank God. The fact that you're in this house right now. I'm not a failure. I may have failed. The brand still works. It's working right now. In every individual that's here right now. The Holy Ghost is working amongst us and upon us right now. Oh, hallelujah. That's right. Come on. Let's thank Him. Let's thank Him. Oh, hallelujah. Where it's appropriate. Why don't you just find somebody and thank them with you? Come on. Just two or three at the most. Just begin to thank God. God's been good to you, sis. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah.